Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Today, we got to talk a little bit about this James Harden situation. Can this thing be resolved? Will it? Let's talk about that and more on today's Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, today, I, like I said, I want to talk to y'all about James Harden, the whole James Harden situation. You know, uh, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you look at it, uh, you, you look at this situation and you say, how in the world did they get to this? And, and, and secondly, how in the world is it going to be resolved? And can it be resolved? That's the main thing. Can it be resolved? And, you know, I'm here to tell you, like, how did it get here? Really, you know, we're, we're, we're the teams that had interest in James. And there was a point where it looked like James was going to go there. And then when Fred Van Vliet uh, became available, the coach, Ime Udoko, was basically like, I want Fred. I want Fred over James. And that's not to say that Ime thinks Fred is a better player than James. But right now, with at Fred's age and Fred's playing style, he's a better fit for the Houston Rockets than James Harden is. And, um, you know, before Fred opted out of his contract, James was most likely going to go back to Houston, get paid. But once he opted out, Ime made a push, made a push for Fred. And now we're where we are. Now, the problem is where James got upset was with the Sixers. Now, this is a lot of things where James got upset with. You know, James wanted to negotiate with the Sixers before time, right? He wanted to do it. The Sixers didn't want to do that, eh? You know, the Sixers, in their mind, negotiating with James or doing something, setting the bar, was, was basically, when you look at it, they were basically negotiating against themselves. They were like, let's say, if we say we're going to give James X amount of money, but James could go to another team and be like, hey, look, this is what the Sixers are doing. They didn't want to do that. They did not want to do that for fear of, like, hurting themselves, right? 
Well, come to find out, there really wasn't that much of a market for James. So what James did is he realized that there wasn't. So he opts in. Once he opts in, it basically, he, he you know, he, he, he opted in because he then he could be traded to the Clippers. Well, once he opted in, he lost all his power. And now he's here with the Sixers for, what, $35 million. The thing is, he feels disrespected because they didn't do what he wanted them to do. They didn't offer him a lucrative contract or they didn't do any of that. And nor... Well, $35 million, $35 million is a lucrative contract. Who are we playing? But he didn't get the max, so he didn't get the multiple years. He opted in, and now he wants to be – he feels betrayed. Now he wants to go to the Clippers. The problem is, right now, as soon to be 34, he turns 34 on August the 26th, Yes, he led the NBA in assists, but he's no longer that mega superstar that he was before. Now, he can reinvent himself and be this great point guard, a facilitator, this and that, but he just no longer is that guy. And, and so there's really not a huge market for him. But see, the, pro- the problem is for the Sixers, there lies a problem. In order for you to remain an elite team, you need to get an elite player for James. Now, the Sixers can trade them. They can get a couple role players, multiple role players, get some maybe some draft picks. But is that going to keep them in line to be number three in the East behind the Milwaukee Bucks, behind the Boston Celtics, right? Because I think the Bucks and the Celtics – going to be the two teams that are going to be the top two teams in the East. And can they contend? Now, you could say you got Pat Bev. You could say Pat Bev could be, you know, an elite uh, center. I'm not center, man. What I'm talking about, he could be elite uh, point guard. But he's, he, I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. I think he can be a solid backup. If James isn't here, he can be an okay point guard, so to speak. But I think at this stage of his career, Patrick Beverly is a backup. Now he'll be provide leadership, but if you say you're going to take James Harden out of the mix and you bring Patrick Beverly in, I don't know if that makes the Sixers a championship team. Now, if you have James Harden or if you have another elite point guard, all-star caliber point guard, and then you bring Pat Brev off the bench, yeah, then then I'm feeling that. So if you're Daryl Morey and you know that you got to get this thing right, you have to get it right. You can't afford to just take back a bunch of role players. Now, again, if you have a team that is going to be able to get you some draft picks, 
that you can get role players and get draft assets or players that you can get assets with, then yeah, you make a deal because that's going to bring that player back in your eyes. Like, for instance, the Clippers. The Clippers are going to be a playoff team. So their draft picks are going to be late first round projection. Well, you're not going to go out and you're not going to get Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, or, or, or an elite type point guard for late first round draft picks. You're not. You're not going to get add that in there. Now, they're going to want lottery picks. They're going to want a pick that's projected that probably be in the top five for those type of players. That's just how it is. You're not. You're not going to get that. So you can understand why the Sixers are waiting, right? You can understand why. And, you know, it's just crazy. But then you look at James, and James wants to go. So the question is, how long can you hold out? How long is this situation going to take? You know, is he going to buy in? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? There's a lot of questions, a lot. And I understand all of it. I do. And, uh, but at the same time, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, Daryl Morey is on the clock. He has to do what's best for him. He has to do what's best for the organization. And trading James Harden for some draft picks that aren't going to make the Sixers or not going to get the Sixers um, an elite player in return is not good for the organization. Is is not good for for him. Um, is it, is not good for the Sixers. Is is great for James because James gets to go to where he wants but it's not going to help the 76ers out at all. So I understand what he's doing. I do. A lot of people don't like it, but I understand 100% what Daryl Morey is doing. The football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player posts, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Take some time to visit FanDuel and include your money line props, except around your team. I'm telling you, do that today, people. Definitely do that today. You'll be happy that you did and hold on. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm telling you, do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Now, the, the one thing that I want to talk to y'all also about, 
is when we talk about this whole James Harden situation, like, so you got these teams and um, it's, it's kind of tough, right? But then you say to yourself, like, how is this relationship going to mend? It's going to be able to mend. Now, we see we saw James at Michael Rubin's party talking to uh, managing partner Josh Harris. They had a conversation. You see James um, talking to Joel Embiid, talking to Tobias Harris, hanging out with Michael Rubin, a former uh, minority owner of, of, of the group, of the, of the team. They all have relationships still, good relationships. But the question is, is can he and Daryl Morey, you know, he and Daryl Morey have had a relationship since Daryl traded for him um, from Houston, from, from Oklahoma City to Houston, right? And James was in Houston. While in Houston, he was a 10-time All-Star. All those times, maybe up, right? But he's a nine-time All-Star there, and he made the All-Star team in, in Brooklyn, right? So phenomenal. And their relationship with they were thicker than thieves, as they say, right? So now you look at it and you say, James doesn't want to be here at all. He doesn't. And you want to say to yourself where it's like, if he doesn't want to be here, is it going to be the fat suit situation? Is it going to be this frontal player situation? Is it going to be a lost season for the Sixers? Assuming they can't trade, right? I mean, it could happen. So you want to say, like, is this going to be something where, you know, you know, players are always upset. People get upset. But is it going to be something where you just say, hey, look, let me take it on the chin and go in there and do something good. The big question mark is, the hard part is, let's just say if James was a role player. Or let's say if he was a solid player. It doesn't even have to be a role player. Or a role player, solid player. Like It's one of those things where, dude, what's your options? Okay, you you know what? You don't always get your way. But you got to play no matter what. But when you're the superstar and you're used to getting your way, and the first time that someone says to you, like, nah, that can be a little hard to deal with. Because, you know, let's face it, this is Joel Embiid's team, just like it was James Harden's team a little bit, right? Houston was. Those type of players, they tend to get whatever they want when they hire the coach. You're a consultant. Sometimes when trades go down, you're consulted. Everything. So then all of a sudden, you've been this guy under, with Daryl Morey with, with Houston. You came here. 
And then all of a sudden now it's kind of sort of like, we're not giving you your way. How do you deal with it? Right now, of course, everybody's like, yeah, you're upset. But is this going to be something that's going to linger? Is this going to be something that James can't get by, get past? And if so, we got a problem. Especially if you can't trade them. Because right now, there's not a market for them. Yes, there's the Clippers. Some other teams inquire. But in the NBA, if you're a general manager or a president of basketball ops, if you're the head executive for a team and you don't call a team and ask about him or inquire about him, you're not doing your job for the most part. Because who knows? You might get them for a bag of donuts. Teams will do it. But the problem is for James, there are certain teams that look at his production, they look at his age, they look at his salary, they look at the fact that he has an expiring contract, they look at his lifestyle, and they're scared. So what that is, it reduces his value. It does. And the fact that he also said the Clippers are the team that he wants to go to, all those things factor in. So the main question is, is how is this going to have an impact once the season starts, if he's here? Is how is his relationship with Daryl? Because you have to face it. James is used to getting what he wants. He wanted out of Houston. He got out of Houston. He wanted out of Brooklyn. He got out of Houston. I mean, out of Brooklyn. Now he wants out of the Sixers. What's going to happen? What is Daryl Morey going to do? We'll talk about James' options when we get right back. Now, I think personally, James' best option for him, if he can't go get to the Clippers, if he can't get to the Clippers, I think his well, let me take it back. I think his best option is is going to the Clippers. I do. Right? For him. But if that doesn't happen, I think his second best option is to come in here with a great mindset. You know, look at it from the business side. Say, yeah, maybe I messed up. By, by taking less money. Realize that, hey, you know, when I when I say from the business side, you know, there's always going to be a lot of rhetoric going out, right? About did he agree to take less money with a promise that he was going to get more on the back end this season, right? Of course, the Sixers are going to say no, right? James, of course, probably say no, but there's a lot of people out there saying, yeah, <laughs> right? So who knows? Like, you know what I mean? You don't know. James knows, Daryl knows, Josh Harris knows. But when we look at it where there's a market and there's not a market, 
for James for a quality team that he want to go to. The team that can offer him the most are the six moving forward. Now, will he get 30 something million dollars a year? Who knows? Is it unlikely? Uh, talking about future, right? Wait, this money is gone. He probably could from them. But what I'm trying to tell you is since they have his rights, since there's a lot of other things, and since their team is going to have more money available than most, and he could get the most money from the Sixers, come in with a great attitude, ball out, try to lead the league in assists again, you know, be more consistent on your jumper, play as many games as you can. And next thing you know, it could lead to you getting paid in Philly. Because right now, there's not a lot of options. Like, you want to go to a rebuilding team, a struggling team? I mean, a contending team that you want to go to, they can't fit you in, on a book. They just can't. Nor will you have the role that you want. You know, right now, being a facilitating James Harden isn't a bad thing. I think James does that role very well. You got Joel Embiid, who's going to score 30-something points a game. I mean, last year, I think of James's 10.7 assists, 4.8 went to Embiid. You got Tyrese Maxey. You also have Tobias Harris. I mean, I feel like the whole Tobias Harris thing is it could be something to where he can, James can distribute more to him, right? I mean, look at the options. And who knows? As much as people are upset in Philadelphia, if this team can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think all that will be for not if he buys that. So that's my spill. I think that that's his best option if he doesn't go to the club, doesn't get traded, and especially long-term for him. So I want to thank you all for listening and have a blessed day, really. Uh, it was a great podcast. Hopefully, I'll be back soon with my man, D. Peace.